Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B, and this is chapter 166. Um, yeah, we did 165 last week. It was a little bit shorter than usual, but today we're doing the full gamut. The full gamut. Um, all the categories, all the fun stuff, plenty of stuff to talk about. I haven't done a full version of the podcast in a little bit, so plenty of stuff to go over. But before we get to all that... If you stumbled across this podcast somehow and you've not subscribed yet, uh, there's a bunch of ways to do that. You can you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the old school way, Apple Podcasts. But if you're not an Apple user or don't like using Apple products or whatever, there's also Stitcher, um, which is XM Sirius XM's uh, podcast app. Uh, you can find that wherever you find apps. Um, there's also Spotify. A lot of people using Spotify these days, and people may not realize it's not just music. They also do. They also host podcasts, and my podcast is on there. And Amazon, you know, Amazon used for everything to buy. I mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you can use it to pretty, buy pretty much everything. But they also have music and movies and everything, and including podcasts as well. So all you gotta do is type in "One Man Renegade Podcast" to on Amazon, and it pops right up. And you can uh, subscribe or follow or whatever. Depending on what platform you're on, they have different ways of doing things. You can either follow or like or subscribe. Uh, you can review, leave a review and five stars on some of them or whatever. Or thumbs up or whatever the case may be. Do all that fun stuff and do that. Uh, if, you just, if you don't want to subscribe, okay. But you can also find all the stuff on razorvader.blogspot.com over in the blog. And check everything out over there as well. Um, also, while you're at it, I have an Instagram page and a Twitter page that are One Man Renegade, uh, at One Man Renegade on both of those. Go check those out. Uh, and there's also a Facebook page if you want to uh, like the Facebook page or follow the Facebook page. I forget if it's like or follow. Either way, like and follow if you can. Um, all those things. And uh, also, of course, there's the YouTube channel. YouTube channel, lots of videos posted up on the YouTube channel. Uh, one every day, at least, sometimes multiples in days. So go over there, subscribe to the One Man Renegade podcast on YouTube, and then uh, like, watch all the videos, like all the videos, share all the videos, and do a lot of fun stuff as well. All right, that's all the way. Uh, now let's get to the podcast, the One Man Renegade podcast, chapter one sixty six, and we starting things off um, as we usually do with matinee moments, movies, um, and I've seen a lot of movies since the last time I kind of discussed. This, um, of course, last time out I did discuss the Rocky versus uh, Drago, the Rocky Four director's cut, because I just seen it and wanted to discuss it, and uh, thought it was a good time. But I've seen a bunch of other movies. Um, I actually did go to the movies again after I saw Rocky versus Drago, and I'd gone to the movies, kind of see seen how it was. I was comfortable with it going. I know there's still obviously the COVID concerns and everything, but. Uh, Seemed, seemed okay, and the fact that I went, like, on an early Saturday morning showing of Internals, which had already been out for a week, there was, like, nobody in the theater, so it was perfectly fine. I have to worry about being in a packed theater, because there weren't really, there was, I think there was four other people there, maybe, um, and it was a big theater, it was a big, one of the big ones. So, uh, I did see Eternals, we'll talk about that in a little bit, um, but going back a little bit ways, I did, I've watched Dune on HBO Max. Um, thoughts on Dune were, you know, obviously this is, you know, there's going to be, I think, I don't know how many parts there's going to be, but there obviously is going to be multiple parts. I don't know if it's two or three or however many parts they, they're doing. And there was talk of doing a TV show as well. 
And I almost feel like this would have worked better as a TV show in some regards because it just didn't feel like a full movie. It just felt like, oh, here's part of a movie. And and I get it. It's just the part, first part of a, you know, a larger story and whatever. But I feel like it should have been more of a, you know, standalone movie. And I think that was my biggest issue with it was that we're just introducing all these characters and characters and characters. But a lot of time, I mean, other than a few, there wasn't a lot of, you know, there was, wasn't a lot of time given to a lot of these. It was kind of like, here's something that might be important later, but we're going to move on with this other thing that's going on. I mean, there was a big kind of, you know, storyline that kind of played out within this movie, which was kind of surprising. And I don't want to give anything away, but I was like, wait, what? Oh, okay. You know, because there's a certain actor that has a character that it's like, oh, okay, they're a big prominent part of the this movie. But then it's like you realize, oh, okay, maybe maybe he's not as big as part of the whole thing as you think it is. Uh, whereas some other guys that kind of come in for maybe bit parts or whatever or like smaller roles, it's like, oh, well, actually, maybe going forward, it's going to be the bigger story. In this. I'm, again, I haven't read the books. I, I know I saw the original uh one the original dune movie way back when i haven't it's been a long time so i don't really totally remember it so uh, i kind of was like yeah you know what i don't want to even watch that one i don't even get it you know i'll just go in with you know into this one without really anything else um uh, and it was good don't get me wrong it was ever very definitely entertaining i did watch it at hbo match i didn't see it in the theaters or anything like that so you know maybe that gives it a different perspective i mean it definitely gives it a different perspective seeing movies in the theaters and going back to the theater to see Eternals definitely give me a different, you know, idea of that. Um, it's like, oh yeah, seeing a movie in the theater kind of gives you a different vibe of when you're actually watching it on whether or not it's good. Um, when you're watching something at home and you get distracted by the dogs barking or, you know, uh, you're checking your phone or, or whatever. Um, it definitely tends to give it a different experience. So, uh, for sure. Um, and that, you know, that's kind of one of the weird things about like these, you know, first, you know, new movies coming out, uh, being on HBO Max, you can watch it on television or you can go to theaters and it's like, all right, well, if it's free on HBO Max or if it's, and when I say free on HBO Max, you're already paying for HBO Max. So it's like, well, I'm already paying for HBO Max. If it's going to be on HBO Max, why am I going to go out and pay more money to see it in a theater when I can just watch it on HBO Max? And I guess, you know, that's kind of the conundrum that obviously um, HBO kind of ha- has had with this whole experiment, but they kind of, you know, sold their sold the HBO Max on it to some degree. They're like, hey, you know, last year, the end of last year, it's like Wonder Woman's going to be on HBO Max as well as being in theaters. And at that time, it was like, well, people aren't going to theaters anyway, so okay, fine. But then as people kind of are creeping back into the theaters now, it's kind of like, oh, well, hmm. Should this have just been in theaters? Like, it did okay, not great. But then when you compare, you know, you, you compile it with the, the HBO Max numbers, it's like, well, if those people, how many of those people that watched on HBO Max would have gone to see it in the theaters that didn't? Because it's not 100%. I don't, you know, I don't know what that number is. Um, but that's where you kind of have to, you know, for them as a business, they're like, well, how many of those people subscribe to HBO Max specifically for this movie you know i don't know what the number of that is you know how many you know how many people subscribed instead of going to the theater you know who knows like these numbers are weird 
but you know it's something that you wouldn't have had to think about before and now it's something they obviously have to deal with but anyways that's dune i don't get into too much i just felt like it was good but i feel like if that was the first episode or first couple episodes of a of of a show and now like you know i'm you know it's you know whatever six episodes 10 episodes or whatever season and maybe that's like spread out or whatever and maybe you know maybe you tell a little bit more of the story there this like was it this was like the first season of a show let's say but spread out a little bit more i feel like it would have been better just because i don't think it was a full movie i just feel like it was part one of a bigger story which i understand that but it's like i feel like it should have been more of a standalone movie outside of what it what the full story is I, you know i get so i don't know it, it's kind of like an incomplete i don't even know how to judge it um but speaking of full movies part of a trilogy or whatever halloween kills the second part of the new trilogy came out well i guess you know it's kind of weird how you factor that in now because they obviously had the halloween movie that came back out in 2018 and they have halloween kills that came out this year i don't halloween ends it's the third one don't know when that's supposed to come out i don't know if it's next i think it was originally supposed to be next year but i think it probably got pushed back because halloween kills was actually supposed to come out last year um and obviously didn't got pushed to this year um so i mean this is another movie that you know similar to dune was in was in um you know theaters and on peacock and actually did really well in theaters which is kind of surprising because, like, anyone that has Xfinity has Peacock and could have just watched it. But I feel like, where whereas with Dune, you know, there's a certain demographic of fans that were certainly going to go to the theaters and see it. Whereas other people were kind of like, I don't know what Dune is. I'll check it out on HBO Max. Whereas with Halloween, it's like, well, you know how... And everyone knows Halloween. And then, you know, I think there was a partial like a part of you know a certain element of going to see a horror movie at the theaters as opposed to just watching it at home and i think that's why despite it being on peacock it still did very well in the theaters now as far as how it was (laughs) that's another story because the first movie the first are the uh, let me let me back up the the newest halloween movie i should say halloween which was a sequel to halloween they you know said hey forget all the other halloweens except for the first one so this is basically halloween 2 if you're you know following that storyline forget halloween 2 the original halloween 2 where jamie lee curtis in the hospital and all that stuff um this is the new halloween so what do they then go and do with halloween kills they set it in a hospital it's like well wait a minute we were supposed to forget the one halloween 2 that was set in a hospital and that whole thing. And then this was the you know, Halloween, the new one, a couple years ago, was supposed to be the new Halloween 2, basically, sort of. Um, set, you know, 40, 30, 30 years, 40, 40 years later? 40 years later. I can't do math. 40 years later. And then here's the sequel to that, which is then basically the sequel, the, the original sequel, the Halloween 2. It was set in a hospital. Um, you know, it, it was just like, wait a minute. I, I don't know. But it... it the thing that I think people enjoyed about the the one a couple years ago, um, 
you know, in, in that was a, you know, it was kind of like, all right, here's a different perspective on what the sequel to Halloween could have been and kind of gives you a different timeline of everything. And, you know, introduces the new, like the, you know, family of the new, the family of, uh, Laurie Strode and all that stuff was interesting. People liked that. It was like, okay, this is something, you know, different and new, but at the same time, it's familiar because it's also Michael Myers coming and killing a bunch of people. And then, you know, of course, that's a Halloween movie. That's what you, you expect and that's what you want to some degree. Whereas with Halloween Kills, they tried to bring in other elements of that, and I just think it fell flat a bit. Um, and, like, it wasn't. It wasn't different enough from the first one, which is fine, but, you know, it is similar to a lot of sequels in that regard. Um, it just kind of like, eh, meh. It's a horror sequel, and horror sequels tend not to be as good, generally speaking. Um, so, in the end... It was fine, but, you know, it was just kind of, you know, this. it was kind of a similar story of just the sequels in general. You know, it's just a horror sequel. And, meh. You know, it's not as good as the original. So, I mean, it was fine. I mean, for a Halloween movie, it was fine. But it just in terms of, you know, comparing it to the uh, the previous one, it just, you know, it, it didn't hold up quite as well. Um, all right. Uh, what else? So, speaking of horror movies and sequels, uh, sort of. They, a new uh, Paranormal Activity drop. Now, this one was just on, um, this one was just in, or sorry, just on Paramount Plus. It wasn't in theaters, which I think was weird because, like, that was the whole kind of, like, aspect of Paranormal Activity that I feel like people gravitated towards when it first came out was, like, kind of this theater experience. Because I watched it later on. Um, it's not at home on TV and it just, it doesn't have the same effect, I think, that it probably would have being in a, in a theater with people and kind of people's reaction to stuff going on. But then the other thing about this movie was, while it did have like, kind of like, you know, a sense of paranormal activity, cause it, you know, it was shot on a camera, you know, camera, handheld camera, you know, found footage type of thing, like, uh, the paranormal activities were, um, Although it was a bit more Cloverfield, I think, than Paranormal Activity, if, if that makes sense. Because a lot of it was more set with, like, you know, they were trying to film a movie or whatever. So it was a lot more, you know, kind of handheld, you know, or, you know, you know, camera running around with the camera type of stuff. As opposed to with Paranormal Activity... The original ones are you know original and certainly a lot of the other ones that came came around after um they were you know security cameras that they'd set up to catch stuff going on in the house this one was a bit more cloverfield ish in that you know you're not they weren't it wasn't like that as much um now the connection it has with paranormal activity i'm sure there's something that you know unless you're extremely or unless you just and i haven't watched the paranormal activities in quite a while um probably since the last one came out or you know at least the last one anyways um so there might have been stuff that i missed i just like i didn't see what the connection was with stuff i just remember the marked ones was it the marked ones or was it um 
Well, I think was the Mark ones the last one, or was that the one before? Uh, but there was the one with like, um, that was like it wasn't. It came out. It wasn't in Halloween. It was kind of like, what is this? Like people, it was supposed to be paranormal activity, like five or whatever. But then they changed the name, and everyone's like, oh, is this actually related? Because it seems very separate. But then eventually you found out. Oh uh, yeah, the marked ones. Yeah, okay, it was the marked ones. Because then the the ghost dimension was the 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 next one that was supposed to be the final one, which never is the case with horror movies. But um, the marked ones, um, you know, it was separate. It seemed separate, but then it did end up connecting. So with this one next to kin, I thought it would somehow then connect with the previous ones, but I didn't. I mean, it may have, and it, and maybe I just missed it, but it didn't seem like it did to me. Kind of seemed like its own thing, and and didn't really have anything to do with the previous paranormal activities. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but uh, it just didn't seem to connect. Um, it was fine. Um, you know, it, like I said, it kind of took away from the original kind of plot device of paranormal activity. Um, you know, basically the story is like there's this girl, and she's trying to figure out what happened to her. With her mom and, and goes to meet her her, her her birth mom because I think she was adopted or whatever. So she wants to go meet their family and then she finds out she they're like these Amish people in this you know community. And then they go and things aren't as they seem, of course, because it's whatever. But again, it wasn't. It was a bit different from then the other, the other paranormal activities, you know, because of you know the way it was set up. And it was fine, but it wasn't anything great. Um, and they definitely set up like the sequel. I was like, okay, here's a sequel. Um, so there's probably gonna be another one, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know how it did because it was just on Paranormal, Paranormal, uh, sorry, Paramount Plus. It wasn't in theaters, so I don't know. Um, but I would. There's no reason why they couldn't make a sequel. I mean, these movies are pretty cheap to make. The fact that it wasn't in theaters, though, was a bit weird. I feel like they could have done, the you know, kind of the in theater and um, on Paramount at the same time. Kind of like, you know, with Halloween and Dune and stuff. But I don't know. We'll see what goes, what goes, what happens going forward. Um, what else did I watch? Um, before we get to the Marvel movies, I will talk about the Marvel movies in a minute. Because I did finally watch Shang-Chi and I went to see Eternals, as I mentioned uh, the other things I watched, I did watch the Woodstock 99 documentary um, on HBO Max. Um, it was interesting. Um, you know, certainly a lot of it, you know, I kind of, I definitely remember because, you know, I, I was alive and and very much into that music scene in 1999 for sure. In fact, uh, they do talk a lot about Limp Bizkit and stuff and there's a bunch about Kid Rock. They played on the Saturday. I actually saw them the night before in Lowell, Massachusetts. Um, they did. They, they ended their tour, or they were doing a tour, and they ended. That was the last show on their tour before they did Woodstock. Um, and so, yeah, it was funny. That it was stained. It was stained. Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit. Stained did not go to Woodstock, but uh, then Limp Bizkit and and, and and Kid Rock did. And they played the Saturday. But it was funny because Kid Rock was one of the first acts on Saturday. So it was like I came back from the concert on Friday night, went to bed, woke up, and 
and then turned on the the pay-per-view or whatever and there's Kid Rock and he's like wait he was I just saw him and then Limpus goes on later in the in the day or whatever uh you know they put a lot of the blame on what kind of the stuff went on with Limpus I don't necessarily I don't necessarily totally agree with that um you know a lot of it was kind of like well you know does this you know should it have even been called Woodstock I guess is probably the biggest kind of kind of like thing I think because it was like you know Woodstock in and of itself back in the day was kind of this and even Woodstock 94 was sort of that but Woodstock 99 was kind of something completely different or seemed to be something completely different um and and to some degree I I, I do agree with that I think but I think the issue too was they were just trying to get what the what was popular at the time and what was popular at the time was you know that type of music and then they kind of you know they kind of flip it and do this weird kind of like thing about nirvana and it was like what does nirvana have to do with any of this i was a bit confused by that but they were just kind of trying to explain how the 90s vibe had changed from you know when it you know the nirvana kind of that sort of grouping you know the grunge sort of stuff to what it became in the late 90s with the new metal or the rock rap stuff with Limp Bizkit or you know Raging as Machine Corn whatever they kind of limped them uh, Kid Rocks for sure I kind of lumped that sort of stuff in together but you know kind of the things that were kind of lost in the element was like Metallica it's like Metallica was at 94 Red Chili Peppers Red Chili Peppers were at 94 so they were there before and now they're here they are again and it was kind of weird with Metallica though because they were like well we don't really know what to say about them as much because it was like oh well you know here's you know Corn and Rage Against the Sheen and then Metallica it's like well Corn and Rage Against the Sheen had this kind of the 90s that late 90s like angst vibe or whatever you want to call it uh you know they, they kept you know saying it was like oh, people being angry to being angry white white you know, young white males being angry for the sake of being angry, or whatever the excuse, whatever the issues was. Um, you know, some people were like, "Well, you know, you, you have these people paying for you know to stay at this place, and they don't have the proper facilities, and you know, obviously people are just going to get angry because you know you're you're charging them to pay for water and and all this stuff." Um, and, and, and but then I was like, "Oh, there's Metallica," and like it was like, "Oh." Um, Napster. It's like what, what? 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 does Napster have to do with Woodstock '99? Well, it didn't become a thing until later. I mean, I know Napster probably had was out at the time, but it was still new, and people didn't really know about it. Um, it wasn't until like the next year, probably, where the whole Metallica suing Napster thing was even like a thing. So it was kind of like, well, what does Napster have to do with this? And then they have Dave Mustaine talking about it, and it was kind of like, wait, is this for a different? documentary that they're gonna do later because they're doing a whole series of these the music box series i think the Lance morissette one comes out i think it may have came out last night or this weekend i forget i don't know but the, there's a one about a Lance morissette who was also on this it, you know conveniently enough um but it was kind of like wait what what is what is why are they having dave mustaine you know kind of you know talking about talking smack about metallica for about a napster thing that hadn't even happened yet at for about woodstock 99 it was like don't think that really fit 
but I don't know if they had anything really much much more to say about Metallica. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's a decent watch if you know kind of want to relive that whole kind of vibe. Uh, but there's a lot of elements where we're just like, I don't know what this has to do specifically with Woodstock 99. And I don't know, there's, there's certain things I felt like they ignored, whereas other stuff they harped on. And then stuff that had really nothing to do with anything they feel like they've talked about a little bit too much. Uh, but anyways. Um, and, you know, they did go into the whole Red Hot Chili Peppers thing, which was a bit interesting. Because they talk about how, you know, the fires were all going on. And, um, and like, apparently the guy was, like, came to him and was like, hey, you know, let's, you know, they're going to go out for their encore. And they're like, hey, let's calm this down. Um, you know, you know, his rioting and stuff. You know, people are kind of going nutty out there. So then Red Hot Chili Peppers come out and do Fire. Play Fire. The Tim, Jimi Hendrix cover. Now, Jimi Hendrix, of course, was at the Winter Woodstock, so... They do have done a cover of Fire by Jimi Hendrix for a long time. So it kind of would make sense for them to play the Jimi Hendrix song they play. You know, the timing probably wasn't great since there was called It's Fire and there was fire going on. Um, which isn't good. But the other song they played, the other interesting thing that the people, they kind of, they didn't talk about. And I don't know if this was kind of, I don't know, but whatever. Their other song they played during the encore was Sir Psycho Sexy, which is a very very uh sexual song and very explicit song let's say that and a bit questionable in terms of the um content which the other big thing that was going on that was talked about a lot was the sexual assaults at woodstock so maybe not the greatest song for them to play either you're looking back on it for those two songs, their encore was eh, a bit questionable <laughs> by the Chili Peppers. Uh, I mean, granted, that stuff didn't come out till later, so playing that song maybe wasn't on the, you know, maybe wasn't thought, thought you know, thought process. And the fire one, sure, but maybe that one not as much. But just weird, because you go back, they don't mention this at all in the, in, the, in the thing. I just went, I happened to check to see what their set list was. And I was like, wait a minute, they played that song too during the encore? And it's a very questionable song to be playing. You know, certainly these days. At the time, eh, maybe not as much, but given what was going on, for sure. Uh, but anyways, we'll talk about more about the Red Eye Chili Peppers in a little bit. Um, other movie I watched on Amazon, Coming to America. Sequel to Coming to America. See, see what I did? They're coming to America. I don't know how to deferent. It's the number two. Coming to America with the two. Because Coming to America was the original, but Coming to America... Is the sequel. At least it's better than Bad Boys for Life, which is the third one, right? Okay. But anyways, uh, I watched Coming to America. And honestly, I was expecting it to be terrible. Because I had heard not great things. And I was expecting it to be just god-awful, not watchable. But it actually wasn't that bad. So it's kind of weird when you go into, go into something like that. When you're expecting it to be god-awful. And it's just, you know, okay. And it's like, oh, all right, well, that was better than I was expecting. It still wasn't great, but it was better than I was expecting. As opposed to going into a movie and being like, oh, it's going to be really good, and then it being terrible. Or, you know, or just, or being bad. Not even being terrible, just if you're expecting it to be a really good movie, and then it's not good or, you know, bad. You kind of had this 
perspective, like, ah, oh, it's an awful movie, whereas you go into a movie expecting it to be terrible, and it's not all that bad. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, that wasn't that bad. Um, but anyways, yeah, I watched that. I mean, I don't know. It was... It's just a, it's just another one of the long lines of com, com, yeah, comedy sequels done way too late and just don't work. Seen it before. We started Dumb and Dumber. We start with Anchorman to a, to a degree. Uh, you start with Zoolander for sure. Um, I'm sure there's another one I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head. You know, when you take too long, Bill and I mean Bill and Ted's. Face the Music actually was was probably the best example, maybe, of those. Uh, the best of those, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it's debatable. But you, when you take such a long gap between movies, you know, sometimes it can work and be fine. You know, Terminator 2, for instance, that was a big gap between the... I mean, it wasn't as big a gap, but, you know, I don't know. It's just... I guess maybe it depends on how big the gap is, and but I feel like when they try to do it with comedies, it doesn't quite work as well. I feel like with action movies, it's a little bit easier. And Blade Runner being a good example of that, I thought that was good. I thought it was good. Um, you know, of course, you have to change it up and do certain different things with it, but still, you know, I don't know. But anyways, coming to America on Amazon, it's 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 not as bad as I thought it would was gonna be. So, um, yeah, that's all I really gotta say. Um, all right, let's get into it. Marvel movies. Uh, wasted half half an hour of your time already, and we haven't got to the Marvel movies. I watched. I finally watched Shang Chi. It was available on Disney Plus uh, through because uh, it was Disney Plus Day or whatever. Uh, I guess it was last Friday, on the twelfth. Um, they also put out uh, the new Home Alone movie, which I've heard is not good. But oh, I mean, I don't know. Again, that's another one that I don't know what to expect. Um, I don't think, you know, that's not really a sequel. That's more of a reboot, but, um, I'll probably watch it eventually just for the sake of watching it. You know, I'm probably, I'll probably get, you know, once I get, once it gets closer to Christmas and getting in the Christmas mood of, you know, watch, find some Christmas movies to watch, I'm sure I'll check it out. Um, I mean, that brings up the whole debate about Home Alone being whether or not it's technically a Christmas movie or not, but, um. And, and, and that's the thing. And, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm going to go off on a tangent a little bit here because I know you're, I know I was going to talk about the Marvel movies when I were talking about Home Alone. Home Sweet Home Alone. That's what it's called. Um, yeah, the new one. But even the old original one, Home Alone. And there's a, there's a, the Chase commercial with Catherine O'Hara and Kevin Hart, which is, you know, tugging at the Home Alone strings, but. The people that argue that Die Hard, um, and to a lesser degree Gremlins, aren't Christmas movies. I have a hard time agreeing with with them if they don't also see the argument that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. And here's the here's the thing. So. With Die Hard and Gremlins, I guess the argument was, well, they didn't come out at Christmas. They're just set around Christmas. And where do you draw the line of what what's a Christmas movie then? And yes, it's a fine line. It's a fine line. But Gizmo and Gremlins is a Christmas movie. 
is a Christmas gift, I should say. It's a gift for Christmas. And then stuff goes crazy because of that. And it's all set around Christmas. So explain to me how that's not a Christmas movie. Die Hard. He's going out to visit his family for Christmas. He goes to an office Christmas party and stuff goes nuts. How is that not a Christmas movie? Home Alone. His family's going away for Christmas. They leave him home alone and burglars come to rob the house and stuff goes wrong. Or, you know, stuff stuff happens. And again, I am in agreement that those are all Christmas movies. But if you're going to argue one of them is not a Christmas movie, here you know, people never argue that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. But here's my thing about Home Alone. There's no reason that that couldn't take place for for summer vacation. What if they're going somewhere for summer vacation and leave him home alone? And the burglars, knowing that a lot of people go away for summer vacation, come to rob the house. And stuff happens. Just change up a few things here and there. Get rid of the Christmas references. Use summertime references instead. It's the same movie. And arguably, that may have been what they should have done for the sequel. But alas, it be, was set around Christmas. It became a Christmas movie. So then the, the, the idea was, oh, this is Home Alone is just a Christmas movie. Same plot, set in the summer, over summer vacation. It's the same thing. Could have done just as well. Who knows? So come at me in the comments if you want and tell me that I'm wrong. But my 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 argument is... And my I'm not arguing that it's a Christmas movie. For me, it is a Christmas movie. Home Alone's a Christmas movie. Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. They're all Christmas movies because they're centered, they're set and centered around Christmas. Um, so that's fine. But if you're going to get technical with them, then no, they're not Christmas movies. They don't have anything to do with Santa. There's nothing to do with Jesus. It's not. If you can, can you? If you, the, my my main thing is if you can, you can change the plot to the movie. And set it around something else, which Die Hard did eventually with other with the, uh, some of the sequels. I mean, Die Hard Two is Christmas again, but the you know Vengeance, the other ones to live free, blah blah. blah. Those are centered around something else. Fine, okay. If that's your argument, good, great, whatever. Same with Gremlins. They did Gremlins Two. Had nothing to do with Christmas. I get it. You know, if you can do this movie without Christmas, then not a Christmas movie. So like. Uh, uh, Friday After Next was set around Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie? Well, they did the other Fridays. They weren't Christmas. So, same argument. Harold and Kumar saved Christmas. They did other Harold and Kumar. So why is that a Christmas movie? I get it. Although, that one, I think that there's a better argument that that's a Christmas movie. But my point is, if you can do the same plot of the movie and remove the Christmas stuff and it still works, and if that's your argument that it's not a Christmas movie, then Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. Bottom line. And sorry for the side tangent. We're just getting in the Christmas mood. We're getting in the Christmas... You know, we're, we're not even at Thanksgiving yet, but yes, we're getting into the Christmas season, so, you know, Home Alone, sweet Home Alone, whatever. All right, regardless. Also, Jungle Cruise dropped two on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I haven't watched that, though. Um, 
Okay, Shang-Chi. I watched it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, then I went to go see Eternals in the theaters. Um, I have issues with both these movies, and both of them are very similar issues. Um, critically, a lot of people like Shang-Chi and haven't liked Eternals. I, I liked both of them. I didn't love either of them. Um, and I mean, the biggest criticism I would have is, and, and it's tough and I get it. I get it. I get it. These are the first movies in the MCU since Endgame that are new. So you're coming off of Endgame. Yes. They, you know, there was Spider-Man, uh, uh, home, homeward bound. No, what's it called? Spider-Man far from home. That's what it was called. Um, uh, right? No, wait, what's the new one called? No Way Home. No No Way Home's the new one? Yeah, all right, so Far From Home. That one came out right after Endgame, and that one kind of tied in a little bit, kind of wrapped things up a little bit with Endgame, and kind of was like, all right, here's kind of the new direction, let's go. Then they had Black Widow, which was a prequel, so kind of doesn't really tie in, although there was a little bit of stuff at the end that may tie into Hawkeye, but whatever. That's coming out soon. And then you got Shang-Chi. 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 I I don't know how to say it. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. They they don't even know how to say it in the freaking movie. (laughs) That's part of the joke. One of the jokes. And maybe I, I... I mean, here's the thing. I don't... I kind of... I find Aquafina annoying. So that didn't help in that she's the main part of the movie. Uh, kind of find her annoying, so yeah, that didn't help um, me liking the movie. I'll be honest, um, but a lot of the issue with this movie is here you are, you're introducing all these new characters and the new everything new, and you're stepping away from what the MCU has been for the last couple years and last few years or whatever. And I know you got to move forward and do new stuff, and I get that. But the issue I have a little bit, and, you know, and I guess this is the first one since Guardians, which was kind of like, ooh, okay, I don't know what exactly what this is, and how does this tie in with everything? I don't know. Here's new characters. And Guardians was good. Don't get me wrong. Guardians was one of the, probably the, one of the better movies in the MCU, for sure. The first Guardians. But it was a different style. Whereas Shang-Chi, you're going in a different direction, and... It's kind of like, ooh. And, you know, it kind of was like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon kind of stuff going on. And I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't know how this really connects with Guardians. I mean, sorry, with MCU. In the, in the way that Guardians, I felt did. And, you know, again, and then, and, and again, I, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll play itself out and it'll work out and I get it and, and whatever. And it's too early to kind of uh, tell. But, and, you know, I guess Eternals, in 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 the same regard, Eternals kind of had that same sort of issue where it's like, here's a bunch of new characters, now you're going to have to figure out, whereas none of the characters you know are in this. Now, Shang-Chi, there was a brief cameo by a few people. Um, I don't want to ruin it if you haven't seen it, but there's, there's a little bit of cameo by some of the previous MCU people. Um, uh, whereas with Eternals, there's nothing. They mention them, but none of them are in it. And then they introduce even more characters 
in the kind of you know the credit scenes and stuff and it's like wait a minute wait a minute what's going on here but getting back to Shang-Chi, um, you know, it, it, it took it in a different direction. And I guess people's, the critics seemed to like it and whatever. And it did well at the box office. Not that Eternals didn't do well at the box office. Um, but Eternals, with Eternals, you know, you got these Eternals that have apparently been around and doing stuff. But have been hanging in the shadows and blah, blah, blah. But they've been here the whole time and they weren't allowed to get involved and whatever. But now they have to do stuff because the planet's going to end. Because, of course, uh, the planet's always ending. With the Celestials and whatever. And then I was like, what is going on? What is all this now? It's taking it a whole other direction. The MCU. And, you know, it was kind of... I guess Doctor Strange would be another example of that, I you know, I I, talk, I brought it, you know, the Guardians, but I guess Doctor Strange throw, falls into this into this a little bit too. Um, but whereas with Doctor Strange, I feel like he was a kind of a bigger known character. You know, I, you know, it's like Guardians was kind of like eh. Doctor Strange, it's like that. That's pretty. Doctor Strange is pretty prominent in the in the Marvel universe, where it's like the Eternals. It's like I don't I don't know too much about the Eternals. I don't know anything about Shang Chi. You know, it's like Guardians, like what Guardians are even talking about, I guess, was was kind of the issue that a lot of people brought up. It's like, yeah, I heard of them, but I don't know anything about them. But then you set this, all right, here are the Guardians for the MCU. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Fine, we'll go with that. Uh, but Shang-Chi, it's like, all right, here's Shang-Chi and here's, you know, Zia Ling and whatever and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's like eventually these are going to connect. I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to do it. And then the Eternals, kind of same thing. Now... The thing that was kind of funny and kind of... I kept harking back on because I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on here with the Eternals? It had nothing to do with Marvel or MCU. It had to do with Game of Thrones. It was like... Wait a minute, so you have Rob Stark, who plays Icarus. The, the You know, the actor that played, you know, played Rob Stark is Icarus. And then you got Kit Harington, Jon Snow over here. And, like, they're both... One of them used to date and now... The ones dating this girl whose name's Cersei. What? Wait a minute. What are we doing? What was happening? This Game of Thrones nonsense going on here. I was just like, it just was funny. And I'm like, no, there's no way they didn't people like what? I mean, it's like, I get it. You, you hired these actors and I get that wasn't that probably wasn't thrown into the it's like, hey, can we make a Game of jo- Thro- Thrones kind of thing here going on? But it was just weird. I was like, wait a minute. There's Jon Snow. And he's dating the girl. But then Rob Stark also dated her. And her name's Cersei. And it's spelled different than Cersei in Game of Thrones. But whatever. Like, okay. That's weird. But then the whole thing. And I don't want to spoil anything. But it was like Kit Harington's in there as Jon Snow. And he's kind of just playing this regular dude boyfriend guy. And I guess if, you, if you're familiar enough with some of the MCU stuff. You would have known who he was. But I was like. I'm sure he's gonna be somebody. He's gotta be someone. They didn't bring Jon Snow in to be like the this girl's like regular old boyfriend, right? And no, yeah, they eventually kind of they they don't give you too much. They it's like tease it a little bit, and I don't want to spoil it because it's kind of a little twist, um, sort of thing. But if you haven't seen it yet, but is you know, I mean, I think logically when you're watching the movie and you're like, they didn't bring Jon Snow in to just be that guy. There's got to be more going on there. Um, 
so I don't want. I don't think I'm spoiling anything necessarily. But it was just funny with the whole Game of Thrones thing. But anyways, uh, I, I liked it. I mean, all the critics are kind of not not a fan of it. It's is, is it long? Yeah, it's a bit a little. It's a little too long. I'll agree with them on that. Um, and you know, it's a lot of the same sort of thing about introducing a whole bunch of new characters you have nothing to do with, and you don't know. And you're, how they're going to play in, you don't know. But it's like, oh, we got to establish them somehow. But it's like, uh, I don't know. And I guess that's probably the biggest issue with both Shang-Chi. Less so, I guess, you know, based off the critics or whatever. But with the Eternals, it's kind of like, damn. Like, I, we just had all these other characters in the MCU. And now we're expecting us to learn all these other new characters. And it's like, other than Tony Stark and you know steve rogers you know, pretty much everyone still technically could be around i mean whatever i mean i guess maybe maybe not depending on what you think well I mean, that's, that's the problem you know black widow oh she was dead but no she wasn't or well she was but then you have an older, older movie with her okay i mean fine maybe she's gone now so i guess all right so black widow now since you did the black widow movie john uh tony stark uh, I almost said John Stark, which, which is like, now I'm just confusing shows and characters. Um, so, Tony Stark, gone, obviously. And then uh, Steve Rogers, you know, done, whatever. But Loki, too, should be gone. But then you do the Loki show. It's like, okay. Well, now there's the Loki show. And sure, you've moved on with Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, as Captain America. Winter Soldier. But that's the problem, though. It's like you have these TV shows where the characters we all know are now on these TV shows. Even if you... I mean, throw in What If if you want to. That's sort of not connected totally, but... Or not really, but... And then you got Hawkeye coming out. Um, you know, next week. And it's kind of like, well... Why do I care about these movies, then, if you're giving me all the characters I know on the TV shows? I don't know. It's a weird dynamic they're doing. And I get it, but it's almost like m- maybe introduce the maybe introduce these new characters on the TV shows, you know, you know, you know and again, I one division two, I forgot to mention. So you had one division, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki. You have Ho- Hawkeye coming up. All these characters we know, and they decided to do the TV shows, which is fine and cool, and you know, and kind of instead of doing. F- standalone movies but it's almost like well why not do that with these new characters because then i'm gonna care so if you give give me these new characters in a disney plus show or whatever and have them build up to then being in the movies then i'm gonna care more whereas you're giving me the characters i care about from the movies in tv shows which is fine I'll watch them, don't get me wrong. But it's almost like they're doing it backwards, I feel like. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just... I don't know. Maybe it's me babbling. Which I definitely am, and I have been babbling way too much. But speaking of TV, moving on. Uh, well, one other movie note. Ghostbuster Afterlife comes out this weekend. I think I'm going to go check it out. Um, I, you know, when the first trailers dropped for this, when obviously this movie was supposed to come out quite a while ago, um, I was like, I don't know what this is supposed to be, but the new newer kind of trailer and ads and stuff i'm like i'm a little bit cooler with it they're leaning on paul rudd a bit more which i'm fine with um so i'll, I'll definitely check it out see what see what it's all about 
Um, all right, let's move on to small screen sweeps. So I've, I've been going through this journey of trying to catch up on shows I missed or shows I haven't been watching or shows or whatever. Just have a list and I'm doing random, uh, random, um, uh, picking them up random. Um, I think I was finishing up Turn Hooch or something last time out and, um, there was something else I was watching. Um, oh yeah, uh, Altered Carbon. Meh. Altered Carbon, blah. Um, it was two seasons and, I don't know, it was, it was weird. Uh, and then Turner Hooch was actually not bad, not bad. Uh, then I moved on to inc- the, uh, uh, what I, what was next? Now I'm trying to remember what the order was. Yeah, I think I think I, next up was Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which I never watched. Um, it was decent. I mean, a few seasons. It had, what it was four seasons or five seasons? However many seasons it had. You know, it definitely had that whole Thirty Rock vibe. With Tina Fey heavily involved with it. It was it was it was a decent show. It was enjoyable. Um, I liked it. Um, the the weird TV. Or the weird interactive movie was kind of weird though. Like I tried to, I I watched it and then it was like, yeah, you this this ending was okay, but like you could have done it another way. And I was like, I guess I could watch it again, but I was like, you know what, I'm good, I'm good. So I kind of watched it through once, or you know, did the thing once, and then I was like, yeah, I'm done. Same same way I did with the Bandersnatch, the the Black Mirror movie. I watched it once. I mean, I got it, cut it back, gun back, and done it again. But I was like, yeah, I'm good. Uh, then I watched Industry on HBO. This was, I, I think it came out last year, maybe. It's about these people in London working at like a bank, you know, investing place and kind of like their lives or whatever. It was a bit much. It was all right. It was just a bit much at times. I'm like, is this really how this is? I, I don't know. It just seems seemed a bit much. I don't know. I don't know if they're doing another season or not, but... I think they are, but it was all right. It was all right. Um, then I watched I Think You Should Leave uh, on Netflix, which uh, Tim Robbins, is that his name? No, not Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins, no. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, I think you should leave. Tim Robinson. I was like, not Tim Robbins. Tim Robinson, who was on SNL very briefly, um, was also a writer, I think, has this kind of sketch show on Netflix, which is just kind of out of just a lot of it's really bizarre, out of like out of nowhere, like nutty stuff. But it's all right. It's a couple seasons. They're very quick episodes, so I got through that real quick. Yeah, they're some funny stuff. Some it's very hit or miss. Some of it's funny. Some of it's just stupid. Uh, but um. Yeah, that was all right. Um, and now I finally started watching Animal Kingdom. Uh, there's five seasons. I think the fifth season just ended. I know they are doing a sixth season, which is supposed to be the final season. My sister keeps kept talking about it and was like, "Oh, I gotta watch it! Gotta watch it!" So, finally came up on my random, uh, randomly on my uh, on the on the on the spreadsheet. Pick came up on random, so I started watching it. So I'm partway through the second season. Pretty good so far. Um, although again, I just, it's a bit much. It's like, really like this, 
family like like am i is it supposed to be believable i mean if it's not supposed to be believable that's fine but it just seems kind of like a bit out there it's like really this and then hey, maybe i'm wrong maybe i don't know the southern california con game as well as i should but uh it seems very i don't know a bit a bit over the top uh, at times i suppose uh which i guess is similar to kind of you know kind of it's got that similar vibe of like sons of anarchy or something like that so it's it's all right it's very interesting it's interesting so far uh, i'm enjoying it um some of the other shows i am watching though um if i can read what i wrote here um and then i'm joining well the flash just came back this week uh supergirl finally finished up the series um again i feel like i've said i said it before we're talking about supergirl in the final season it was kind of like yeah i think they kind of ran out of things to do it's probably time for them to end um uh but flash came back it's doing like an armageddon five-part thing i don't know i don't know exactly what that even means because i thought it was like oh it's gonna be another one of those five night like everyone involved events but it doesn't seem to be that way so i'm a bit confused but i guess they're just using this one storyline for for now and then i i don't really know uh still watching batwoman uh, legends of tomorrow they're kind of continuing their season there i think batwoman just had its or is going to have its winter finale or whatever they call it mid-season finale coming up next week um i'm not sure about the legends though but either way uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is back, uh, watching that, pretty good so far, I think it's, what are we, three episodes in, maybe four episodes in, um, so I'm enjoying that, Sinner is back on USA, um, this season's been pretty good so far, uh, it's about, uh, basically the moves to Maine, um, and gets caught up in this, this girl that, that goes missing, or he sees the girl and she jumps, and then she's missing, and then they're trying to figure out what happened, and it's been pretty good. Um, what else? Tacoma FD, uh, the guys from Super, a couple of the guys from Super Troopers. I think this is the third season that's airing on um, True TV. That's been enjoyable. Still watching that, and then uh, all the shows on Fox are uh, you know been going fine. Um, Family Guy, Simpsons, still continues. Bob's Burgers, the, the Great North, uh, they're all enjoyable, you know, throw them on, usually don't watch them when they're on, but throw them on, you know, Monday, as I'm working, good times, um, and then, um, you know, Goldberg's continues to be solid, 80s nostalgia, and then the Wonder Years has been alright, it's been alright, I mean, you know, it's, it's a bit weird that you know it's the wonder years but you know it's it's for what it is it's been okay um yeah and i guess that's it that's all i've been watching um haven't checked out any of dexter i know dexter's back on showtime i don't get showtime so to figure out how to watch that at some point down the line but uh yeah so that's kind of what's going on with the movies or sorry well, tv and movies uh so let's move on to games for greg um so I haven't gotten around to playing Sonic Forces. I've meant to. I've almost a couple times and then I got distracted and ended up playing something else or doing something else. And I just haven't haven't played it yet. So I will. I promise. 
the next time I'll pick a new game. Uh, that's that's the plan. Uh, but the biggest kind of things coming out of the gaming world right now is the GTA Trilogy. Uh, GTA 3 Trilogy. Uh, Definitive Edition, Ultimate, whatever edition, whatever it's called. Um, remaster, um, or whatever. Dropped uh, last week, I think it was, or maybe it was two weeks ago at this point. Um, and people aren't exactly happy about the, them. Um, they seem like they were rushed a bit. Lots of glitches and errors and, and stuff that people are finding. Uh, a lot of people aren't happy about some of the music not being in it. Especially with San Andreas and Vice City. Uh, some of the music that was written in the original, they couldn't get the licensing or didn't renew the licensing. Or however the licensing didn't work, they couldn't get the, all the songs back. So unfortunately they had to remove a bunch of songs, uh, which people aren't exactly happy about. Um, I remember this kind of happened before. Um, for one of the versions, the PC version or something, didn't have the same music. Or There was some version, I remember, of San Andreas, they had to change some of the music up. Um, so some of the issues, there's some performance issues with a lot of the, there's lots of typos on stuff in the background, uh, where stuff, which originally was an original game was called something, now it has a different name because someone messed up along lines, some of the, the new models don't look right, um, some of the controls are a bit wonky apparently because they tried to upgrade it to... Grand Theft Auto 5 controls, and some of that didn't translate quite great. Uh, but then there's things that they didn't change that you think they might change, but they kept them how they were. Uh, just a lot of issues. Um, some of it, they, you know, maybe it will patched up, but a lot of people are just arguing that they rushed it. Um, so it only came out digitally for now. Physical release is coming out in a couple weeks, I think. So they're like, well, why did they do it that way? Um, I don't know. Debatable. I'll I'll check I'll check it out. I mean, you know, then the other point a lot of people are having um, is it it's a full price game at sixty dollars. Now it's got three games. It's got Grand Theft Auto three, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, but Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. But they're not new games, so there you are paying sixty bucks for three old games that don't necessarily even work great. So a lot of people are having kind of uh, you know not happy about that. But at the same time, it's Grand Theft Auto, the old games you like, and now they're on the new system. So I don't know. I'll probably check it out at some point. And then uh, I the Zelda Game and Watch thirty uh, fifth anniversary Game and Watch type thing I, uh, came out. Uh, they did the Super Mario Brothers one last we last year. The Zelda one came out this year. I picked one up. I haven't opened it or played it yet, but I've seen it. it looks cool. Um, it's got Zelda, the original Zelda, Legend of Zelda, uh, Zelda 2, Legend of, or the Adventures of Link, and then uh, uh, Legend of Zelda, uh, uh, the the Game Boy one. What, what's it called? A Link to the, no, no, Link to the Past was the other one. Link's Awakening, Link's Awakening, and then there's um, like um, a, a Game & Watch game, uh, Vermin or something like that, which has link in it so cool stuff um they you know expanded a little bit more added an extra added the game boy game over you know the the mario one just had super mario brothers super mario brothers 2 or the lost levels uh, and then the game watch game as well all right uh that's pretty much like all i got for news for there's something going on with activision something some scandal scandal or something 
I don't know exactly what happened there. Um, Halo Infinite coming out, or already came out, I don't know. I don't have an Xbox. Well, I guess that'd be an Xbox One, right, too? I don't know, I'm never, I was never the biggest Halo fan, so I don't know. But I think it's coming out, or it just came out, I don't know. Uh, Resident Evil, I get this tied back to the movies, I guess. Resident Evil, um, Welcome to Raccoon City is coming out next week. Um, so that's video game and movie related. I might check it out, I don't know. I signed back up for the showcase, uh, subscribe, so I got three movies a month I can get to go see. I saw Eternals, I'm gonna go see Ghostbusters, so I have that third movie's... You know, dangling there. So maybe I'll do Resident Evil. Let's see what else is coming out. I, I mean, I still haven't seen Venom either. I don't. I think that's still in theaters, at least for now, anyways. And then by the time Spider-Man comes out, that will be the next month. So, because like sign when I signed up, it was kind of the middle of the month. So now it's like it's not like month to month. Like originally, I was like I signed up at the beginning of the month, so it was like exactly month to month. But now it's I don't know, whatever. Regardless, um, let's move on. Went back to movies. Supposed to be moving on. We're not going back. All right, concert concerto. So news: Chili Peppers are touring. Um, I'm gonna go see them in September next year at the Fenway Park. Uh, At least that's the plan. Um, Whether or not that's my next concert or not, I don't know because we're still waiting on Pearl Jam to make um, official the new dates for the the uh, postponed tour. Now, they did come out and say finally say, hey, we're going to start doing these shows maybe in May. We'll have more information at the beginning of the year. So we'll see how that plays out um, for sure. But, um, yeah, that's really all I got for music news. I know they, they had the Welcome to Rockville Festival uh, was last weekend, I think, in Dayton, um, uh, Florida. Or, sorry, Daytona, Florida, not Dayton, Florida. There, I don't think there is a date in Florida. Dayton, Ohio. But no, this was in um, Welcome to Rockville. Metallica played. Slipknot, I think it was there. It was a bunch. It was a ton of bands. But the biggest news coming out of it was some random band that I'd never heard of. Uh, was lead singer. And I looked at their set list. They just played Rage Against the Machine and Tool, t- Tool, t- Rage Against the Machine and Tool covers. And I forget their name, but the lead singer, the woman, uh, peed on somebody. So there you go. Fun times. Um... All right, and with that news, let's move on. Uh, sports Splash Zone. Of course, it's the last time I've talked about Sports Splash Zone on the channel. The Braves won the World Series, so congratulations to the Braves. The first, their first title since 1995. So it took 26 years for them to win, but uh, the drought is over for them. Uh, I mean, obviously they're not the biggest drought. That, that would go to the Cleveland Indians, I believe, uh, since you know, obviously the Cubs won. Um and the Red Sox won, and the White Sox won. I think the Indians still have the biggest, uh, I think they won in the 40s or something? I can't remember when they won, but whatever. It was a long time ago is the point. So it's yeah, they're, they're the longest drought of not winning. Of course, there's teams that have never won. The Brewers, the Mariners, the Rockies, the, the uh, Devil Rays, or the Rays, I should say. Devil Rays, whatever. Um, is that it? Now Padres. That might be it. I don't know. Whatever. Regardless. Um, but. It doesn't count because they haven't been around as long. Um, but yeah. So anyways. 
Uh, congratulations to the Braves. And then also they announced the award winners. Um, the Shohei Otani won the Cy Young for the American League. Uh, Bryce Harper won the Cy Young for the National League. Then uh, Robbie Ray won the Cy... Uh, sorry, did I say Cy Young? I meant MVP. Shohei Otani won the MVP. If he won the Cy Young and the MVP, that would have been interesting. But no, he won the MVP. Uh, and then Bryce Harper won the MVP for the National League. Uh, and the... Uh, the Cy Young Award winners were Robbie Ray for the American League and then um, um, Corbin Burns for the National League. Rookies of the Year were uh, Jonathan India for the from the Reds National League and then um, Randy Arozarena Randy Arozarena uh, for the American League, which is weird because he kind of, you know, he... Technically, was a rookie this year, but he played. He had, you know, obviously did really well in the playoffs last year. So, but he wasn't. He didn't um, use up his eligibility for rookie, or however it works. He didn't qualify. He still qualified as a rookie this year, or whatever. I don't know. However, they do it. And there's a bunch of Golden Gloves and Silver Sluggers and all that stuff too. That whatever. Uh, those are the big awards. Um, And uh, yeah, so um, NHL and NBA are you know kind of still in their infancy uh, stages of the seasons. Uh, Celtics and Bruins have both been kind of disappointing uh, so far. Bruins a little bit better than the Celtics, but the Celtics have been very, very blah, very disappointing. I mean, they've you know Jalen Brown's been hurt, so that hasn't helped. He came in with COVID, so that didn't help, and then he got hurt, so that didn't help. Obviously, he was coming off an injury, so that doesn't help. So, you know, Tatum's been eh, and the whole team's kind of just been blah, and they kind of haven't uh, established any sort of rhythm. I, you know, I feel like, you know, they'll have good games, and then they'll turn around and have a terrible game, and um, or blow a lead. It's just, or make a comeback. I don't, you know, it's, I, they're all just all kind of all over the place, and they just haven't really established, you know, what they are, and... That's not good. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to start making moves or just kind of, like, play out the season as is and see what happens. I don't really know. Um, they made plenty of moves in the off season, so, you know, how much more can they do, I suppose, um, without blowing it up? Um, Bruins, I think, you know, they've, you know, they've had a few games here where they've struggled, but I think ultimately they're going to be okay. Um, you know, obviously their biggest issue is establishing anything outside the top line, you know. You know, with Taylor Hall, you expect the second line to be pretty solid, but uh, it's kind of been a bit all over the place. And, you know, obviously having, you know, the goalie situation is, you know, two new goalies are, well, relatively speaking, two new goalies. I mean, Swayman obviously was with the team last year, but, you know, no Rass, no, um, you know, no Halak. Uh, you got, you know, Swayman and Olmark, you know, running things now. So, I don't know, and, you know, some changes in personnel outside of that, you know, you know, I think they've just got to establish themselves, and, you know, the top line's got to do what the top line does, and hopefully that can all come together, and then it's a very sporadic schedule, too, they've, I feel like they haven't played a lot, and then, and, and then they had the week off, it was like they hadn't, you know, I feel like they had played the least amount of games, and then they have a whole week off, so it's kind of like, I don't know, they can't get into rhythm of playing games, it's just weird, uh, but hopefully, uh, you know, they've showed some signs, so hopefully they can kind of pull it all together and 
and score on like a nice winning streak and kind of uh, everything click and you know have a good season. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and then football is crossing the mid middle stage of the of the year. Uh, we just well they're I guess they're past that now I suppose. Um, week eleven just started last week last night. Sorry with the Patriots dominating. Atlanta Falcons, 25 to nothing. So the Patriots are starting to look really good. Now the argument is going to be, well, who have they played? Or, you know, you know they lost They lost the, the against the good teams and they've beaten up on bad teams. And to some degree that's true, but they they beat a Cleveland team that was supposed to be pretty good and they beat a Chargers team that was supposed to be pretty good. You know, obviously they beat up on the Jets in Houston and now Atlanta. But, um, and they lost to Tampa. And oh, that Miami game at the beginning of the season is still... Still the one that just, ugh. You know, losing to Tampa, losing to the Saints. Okay. Fine. Uh, losing the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, they played well against the Cowboys and the in the, in the, in the, in the Buccaneers, for sure. I mean, they definitely in those games had a chance to win. And obviously that Miami game, they should have won. You know, fumble, stupid fumble ruined it. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, the Saints game is the only game they really haven't, you know, we're out of and just really weren't had no chance. Um, and every other game, you know, they've been in it or have dominated. Like, you know, they dominate Cleveland, they dominate Atlanta, done a good roll right now. They've won five in a row. Uh, they're doing, they've won five on the road, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, Mac Jones coming into his own, you know, you know, you don't always need him to do everything. Um, last night's game, I'm he played, he played well, but he had a bad interception. You know, the offense didn't do a ton. They didn't need to do a ton. The defense just was dominating. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm look, you know, I feel like, you know, obviously this team's better this year than they were last year for sure. Um, and you know, whether that's just at the, and I can't just say that's the quarterback because, and and I think Mac Jones does fit this team better than, than Cam Newton did for sure. Cam Newton back again, by the way, with the Panthers, uh, played. Two plays or whatever it was, and scored a touchdown and threw a touchdown. Uh, that's kind of interesting uh, scenario for them and him. Um, but uh, yeah, for the Patriots, uh, you know, they obviously spent a bunch of money and got some areas that they needed. Um, although then they let guys like Gilmore go, um, or a guy like Gilmore, and then had some injuries with like James White and stuff. So you know, I mean, they're filling the pieces and stuff, and you know, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I mean. I'm optic op I'm cautiously optimistic at this point, but we still got two games against Buffalo. It's gonna be pretty big deals. And they got Tennessee coming up next week, which you know, right now Tennessee's the top team in the AFC. So um Yeah, those are gonna be the tests. Those are gonna be big tests. Uh, and then they can play well and and win win some win you know, if they go win two out of those three games. Now we're talking. I mean, if they win both the Buffalo games, we're definitely talking because then they probably win the division. But, you know, if they can establish themselves pretty well against Tennessee as well, that will definitely go uh, take a big step towards what they can kind of do going forward and uh, their playoffs hopes and and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all I got uh, for Sports Splash Zone. Let's move on for Fights for Money. Uh, Canelo Alvarez won his boxing match um, a couple weeks ago. Yes, it was at this point. I don't even remember. Um, so he retained his titles. Uh, we got a big boxing match coming up this weekend, though, for the WBO 
And now I lost the page. Of course I did, because I always do. Um, yes, the WBO welterweight title as undefeated Terrence Crawford defends against Sean Porter uh, coming up uh, Saturday night on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. So it's kind of similar to how they do the UFC. You have to be subscribed to ESPN Plus and then you can buy the pay-per-view on top of that. Um, whatever it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's the greatest model in the world, but it is what it is. Um, coming to you live from the... The Michelob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas. Um, it's the Mandalay Bay. I don't know if that was. I don't know what it was called before. It's at Mandalay Bay. It's called the. They just renamed it the Michelob Ultra Arena. Um, so should be a good one. Um, I mean, it's hard to you know bet against Terrence Crawford in terms of who's going to win. Um, just because you know he's undefeated. You know he's never been. De- he's never been defeated. Just never happened, so it's hard to go against him. So uh, that's my pick. I would go with Terrence Crawford to retain the welterweight title. Also on Saturday night, though, we got a UFC Fight Night coming up uh, on ESPN Plus. Yes, ESPN Plus. So we can watch ESPN Plus and watch the UFC, and then switch over and order the pay per view, the boxing pay per view, if you wanted to. Uh, big match of the night. Um, this is also in Vegas, but it's at the UFC. Apex, big uh, the main event. The night will be um, Kellen Vieira taking on Misha Tate. Um, I'm gonna go with Misha Tate just for the sake of going with Misha Tate, because why not? Uh, no, no titles or anything on the line. Just a grudge match. Probably not even a grudge match. Just a match. Um, and the women's what are they? Bantamweight? Yeah, Bantamweight. Women's Bantamweight division. And there's a bunch of other fights too as well. I'm not 100% sure what time it starts. Um, So check your uh, ESPN Plus app, I guess. And uh, check that out as well. Um, Alright, trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think so. So, I mean, we got UFC 260. No, we got got Font versus Aldo coming up. Uh, Rob Font for Zaldo coming up in a couple weeks, December 4th, but we'll be back. Talk about that later because we got War Games coming up on the 5th, so I will be back to talk about those things a little bit. And then UFC 269 coming at you December 11th. Uh, the big uh, couple title matches and stuff uh, going down then. We'll talk about those uh, in a couple weeks, though. Um, all right, so let's move on to turnbuckle time. Shall we? We got plenty to talk about. So first, let's kick it off and talk about what uh, last week in uh, AEW Full Gear. So my predictions weren't great, which is fine. You know, like I said last time out with All Out, um, I got them all right. So you know, it's 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 nice to get a little bit of variety. Um, not variety, I guess that's not the right word. A little bit of unpredictability um, with some of the stuff. Um, so yeah, I, my, my predictions. Uh, how did I do? I went um, six and four, six and four. So I did get some wrong. Uh, kicking things off though, Sheeta and Rose, Thunder Rosa did beat Nile Rose and um, and uh, whoever else was in that match. Who was the other person? Uh, it was Nile Rose and uh, oh, uh, Jamie Hader. So then. Nyla Rose and uh, Sheeta had their um, 
had their um, tournament, TBS tournament, TBS title tournament match uh, on Dynamite this week, which Serena Deeb, who arguably, I guess, I would have thought, that was my thing. I was like, well, wait, wasn't Sheeta having a feud with Serena Deeb? But I guess the, that match was the p- opponents for the TBS tournament on tag. So that's why that match was the way it was. But whatever, regardless. Serena Deeb did, did get involved and helped Nyla Rose beat Sheeta. So there we go. Um, then, um, next up, uh, MJF beat Darby Allen. I, I guess I should have started that one coming. Obviously, shenanigans, he cheated. Sean Spears, I think, got involved. Or, was it Sean Spears got involved? Someone got involved. Yeah, I think it was Sean Spears. Distraction. He hit him with a ring. Um, the, the, whatever, the ring he has. Whatever it's called, the, I forget what it's called. Um, the diamond ring, or whatever. King of the Diamond, Diamond King ring, I don't know, whatever it's called. Um, now I blank, whatever, the ring he has, that he's won twice. Uh, which, shouldn't he be defending again pretty soon, I think? Maybe, coming up? I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense, I mean, if they're gonna, uh, well, here's the thing, if they were gonna elongate this feud, it makes more sense for MJ to have to win, but then they teased MJF and CM Punk this week, so I don't know what they're what's where they're going with that. But um, yeah, and then uh, Lucha Brothers successfully defended their tag titles against FTR. I don't know. I could have seen that going either way, but um, got it wrong. Um, then Brian Danielson beat Miro. Um, we'll talk about him in a little, in a little bit. Um, the um, Super Click actually lost, which was surprising to me, to Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage. I and now Bobby Fish is gonna fight Christian. Was he gonna fight Christian on or Jungle Boy? I don't know. Some somebody tonight on Rampage. I forget. It's one of the two. Bobby Fish against one of the two. I think it's Christian, but it could be Jungle Boy. I don't know. Or no, was it? Bobby Fish and Adam Cole against Jungle Boy and Christian Cage? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Either way. Um, that's what happened. Uh, that was a street fight. Or no, was it a street fight? No, it was a false count anywhere match, right? It was um, solid. Um, then Pac and Cody Rhodes beat Aleister Black and and uh, Malachi... Al, Al, not Malachi Black, excuse me, and Andrade Alidolo. Uh, Pac pinned... Andrade? I think that's what happened. I don't know. It was fine. Again, it was seemed like all it's all convoluted and mixed together for whatever reason. I'm uh, not quite sure where they're going with that. But uh, anyways, then Britt Baker successfully defended the women's title against Ty Conti. Ty Conti. CM Punk beat Eddie Kingston. Now they seem to be moving on with Eddie Kingston and 2.0 for some reason. And Danny Garcia, because why not? Uh, Inner Circle won the match against um, Top Team, America's Top Team, and the Men of Honor. Uh, Jericho pinned Lambert, Dan Lambert, I think. I think that's who he pinned. And then Kangman Page beat Kenny Omega to win the AW Championship. Now, the thing about that was I picked Kenny Omega to win, so I got that wrong. Um... But I just thought the Kenny Omega, Daniel, Brian Danielson thing made more sense. 
But apparently Kenny Omega is pretty banged up and has to, you know, take some time off, gets maybe possibly surgeries or whatever. Um, so I guess that makes sense. And kind of you can finish off the storyline with uh, Hangman Page before he has to go away. But now you had to establish this Brian Danielson Hangman Page thing and they kind of, they started doing that on on Dynamite, but it was kind of like, oh, Brian Danielson is now a dick for no reason. It's like, wait, what? Why, why is he all of a sudden just a dick? <laughs> like, it made no sense. I was like, yeah, right, fit. Like, just like, snap of the fingers, oh, now he's a dick. Oh, he's a heel now. It's like, well, why? I don't know. It seemed very convoluted and haphazard, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. You know, and uh, it's not to say Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson couldn't, can't, is not, you know, can't be the heel. He's done it. He, he can be a good heel, but it was just kind of like, Oh, I won this match, now I'm going to be heel. I was like, wait, what? It's like, oh, Dark Order, blah, blah, blah. Brian, you know, Hangman Page. Okay. I don't know. It just seemed a bit forced, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and that's uh, that's it for AEW Full Gear. Overall, I thought it was a very, it was a good pay-per-view. A little long. A little long. Um, some of the matches dragged on a tiny bit. Um, which is fine if you didn't have 10 matches, but you had 10 matches. So when the matches are dragging on a bit, when one after one after another drag on a bit, it's like, eh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there we go. So um, NXT War Games, I believe, briefly mentioned it. They announced it uh, a couple weeks ago on NXT that they're doing War Games. That's going to come up uh, in a couple weeks, December 5th. Uh, so they're starting to establish you know, the card. Um the women's war game match is going to be Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, um, um, who, oh, who was the other person in? NXT war games. Um, I mean, Zoe Stark was involved, but she's injured right now, so I don't think she's going to be ready to go for, um, for, um, for war games, so I'm not sure who the fourth person is, but the third person that I was forgetting is Cora Jade, and they'll be taking on uh, Dakota Kai and then the um, Mandy Rose, uh, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane, uh, also known as Attraction. What what is their name? <laughs> Something Attraction. What was their name? Why am I blinking? Um, toxic attraction. I was like, something attraction. What is it? Vicious attraction? No, toxic attraction. Um, so yeah, that's uh, kind of all they've established, or they've, they've really announced. Well, they didn't even really announce it. They just, uh, you know, talked about it. Um, well, they sort of, they sort of announced it, sort of didn't announce it, but again, uh, TBA for that fourth member of the Ricole Gonzalez team. But, um, you know, it seems like Braun Breaker, Tommaso Ciampa is probably going to rematch is going to happen. Uh, it seems as though Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano, Carmelo Anthony, and uh, Trick Williams. Something happening there. Um, for sure. But then... I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on. I, th- I feel like that could be the other war games because um, what happened? Dexter Loomis also got attacked by someone else. So I don't know. They're, st- they're still establishing what the war game match is going to be. I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's going to do something with 
with Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano, and then against Trick William. Or unless they're because they're having a triple threat. Pete Pete Dunn involved as well. They're having a triple threat uh, next week with Johnny Gargano, Carmelo Hayes, and uh, Pete Dunn for the North American Championship. So I feel like that's going to go towards you know ultimately some sort of war games match. We'll see who ends up being in it. But um, war games coming up. Um, yeah. Um, let's move on to WWE stuff. Um, of course, Survivor Series coming up this weekend. But before that, they kind of had to, of course, drop some bad news again. You know, after a couple, I forget, I forget it was a couple weeks ago, they released a bunch of people: Keith Lee, Karrion Cross. Uh, you know, uh, one of the, some of the top names involved in that, Nijax, um, May, uh, uh, Eva Marie, some NXT people, I'm, I'm Scarlet, um, but Kyra, Tyra Valkyrie, um, aka, um, whatever her name was, <laughs> now I'm blanking, um, uh, 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 Frankie, Frankie, uh, Frankie something, Frankie Monet. Yes, sorry. Frankie Monet was among those um, cut. Now the thing about that was, while they did cut, you know, Scarlet along with Karen Cross because they're together. Um, well, Tyra Valkyrie is married to John Morrison, and John Morrison has kind of not had anything to do since the Miz went off to do Dancing with the Stars during the middle of their feud, and so John Morrison got cut um among others um um drake maverick got cut again um tegan knox who just uh unfortunate career she's had with the wwe just got got injured came back got injured again came back got injured then finally got you know then moved up to smackdown but then nothing happened with that and now Moved over to Raw and nothing, and now she's gone. Um, and then the other guys <laughs> hit Row. So they released B-Fab after they brought up Hit Row. And then they just released the rest of Hit Row. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you know what? Forget it. We're just going to release all of you. And then um, Shane Thorne got released, which honestly I thought he already did, but okay. And then... I feel like there was someone else I'm forgetting that got released. Uh, let me look it up real quick. But yeah, I mean, again, they're just releasing a bunch of people. I don't, I mean, they they keep on citing budget cuts, which, I mean, budget cut can mean anything, really. But it's kind of like, well, are, you're not losing money. I mean, this is established, um, but it's like, what? Are, oh, Jackson Riker, that's the other guy that got cut. Um was doing the whole thing with Elias, and then, uh, nah, nothing kind of really came out after, after that. And Elias is a guy that, I don't know where he is. He, they they did those vignettes of him burning his guitar and saying Elias is dead, and he's coming back as something new, and then nothing. So I don't know what's going on with Elias. Another guy that's kind of on the block right now, and they're cutting a bunch of people, and they're not using them. I, I don't know. I'm a little worried about Elias. Um... But, um, yeah, I don't know. They keep on saying budget cuts, but I just, I mean, you're, you're moving all these people out. I don't, I don't know what the plan is, you know? 
you know, some of them just you literally just moved up from NXT, and then they're gone. So um, I don't know what they're doing. To be quite honest, uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I mean, I guess if you're not going to use people, there's no sense in keeping them on the books. You know, with and you know, there's a lot of other leagues and and stuff that people can go and do other things. Um, so what's the point in just, you know, holding, holding them back from doing that? So I don't know, but, um, the same time, it's like, well, you're going to start running out of people if you fire everyone. You can't, you can't just have the same five people fighting each other or whatever, but I mean, obviously they still have more than five people. Don't get me wrong. And they still have a pretty massive roster as it is, especially with all the new talent in the next team, but then you're cutting them. So I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but with that said, I guess let's move on to a Survivor Series uh, coming up on Sunday from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, they've announced six matches so far, which are the general six matches you're going to get from a Survivor Series match. Nothing out of the ordinary yet. Um, so we'll run them down and make some predictions. Uh, it's the whole SmackDown versus Raw thing that they seemingly love to do, which doesn't really... Which is fine when you do the draft like in May or June. But when you're doing the draft in October, it's kind of like, well, what's the point? A lot of these guys just switch sides. Like, literally, um, prior to them switch, changing things up, the Raw team was all SmackDown people, I think. Um, I'm pretty sure it was all people that had just come over from SmackDown. Um, I could be wrong. Um, and I think... Other than one person on, or no, I guess two people on the SmackDown team, um, they were, you know, three of them had come over from Raw. So it's like, wait, what? What is going on here? Uh, but we'll get into that in a minute. So, um, I guess, well, let's just kick off with that because I was talking talking about it. Let's do let's kick off with the Survivor Series match matches. Team, we got team the men's match and then this women's match. Team Raw for the men is now Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens. Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory, but originally it was Finn, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio. Then Adam Pearce said, hey, "You know what, Dominic? You know you're these are all former champions on this team, other than you, so you have to earn your spot. So you fight Bobby Lashley, whoever wins." And the thing about this was that they just announced them on Twitter. It wasn't even like anyone like. Um, it wasn't like they, uh, you know, it wasn't like a big to do on the shows, and there, there was no qualifying matches. But then, subsequently, they've kind of had qualifying matches, which is weird. Um, but Bobby Lashley fought Dominic uh, Mysterio. Bobby Lashley won, got inserted in, into the team. Um, then this week on Raw, Rey Mysterio wasn't too happy about that, so he won a match with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley beat him up pretty good. And then Adam Pearce said, hey, looks like you're going to be too injured to fight on Sunday. You're going to get replaced. We'll figure it out. Then Austin Theory came out and attacked Dominic. And then Adam Pearce was like, hey, Austin Theory, I like your style. You're in the match even though he's not a champion. And Adam Pearce had established the week before he wanted all champions on the on the team. Now what Adam Pearce is like, I don't quite get what his deal is because it's like he seems more invested in Raw but he's running both Raw and SmackDown. I think they need to establish someone's running Raw, someone's running SmackDown. If Pierce is running Raw, have Sonya Deville run SmackDown. Running them both, running both, doesn't work when this scenario for some, for for Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. It's like, what are you doing? 
It's like, if you're going to run both and you want Raw to win, why don't you just make Team SmackDown, like, a bunch of nobodies? You know, it's like, I don't, I don't quite understand. But Team SmackDown is Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, uh, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and Happy Corbin. Now, it was Sami Zayn. But then they decided to make a change. And then Sami Zayn fought Jeff Hardy and the win- loser was out of the team. Now, they never established who was taking his spot. But l- for some reason, Von Wagner was there. Which then they teased, they made a kind of little joke about on, on NXT. We're like, hey, sorry you on SmackDown. What were you doing? Like, I don't know. <laughs> he never said anything. They never even mentioned him. He was just standing there next to Adam Pearce. So I was like, okay, so is he on the team now? So, we don't know who the fourth, fifth member is. We might find out tonight on SmackDown, or we might find out Sunday on uh, at the pay-per-view. Um, so, we'll find out then. But, um, as far as who's going to win, I mean, again, it's tough not knowing that fifth person on Team SmackDown. But if I had to, if I had to make a prediction, which I do, because that's the whole point of this, uh, I'm going to predict that... Ah... Uh, tough one but i think i'm gonna go with team smackdown and the lone survivor is going to be drew mcintyre and i think this is going to set up drew mcintyre for a match with roman reigns at royal rumble i think that's what they're going to lead to Eventually lead to. I know know they're doing the whole New Day, Usos, Roman Reigns. And that's for the Big E stuff too. But I think eventually they're going to establish a big opponent for Roman uh, at Royal Rumble. Will they wait that long though? Because they do have the other pay-per-view coming up. The The New Day. Not New Day. The New... Was it? First Day. Day One? Whatever it's called. Whatever the new pay-per-view is on on, uh, uh, New Year's Day. Well, if, nah, maybe they'll do it then. But either way, I think Drew McIntyre is definitely in line to fight Roman Reigns at some point for um, the title. So I know because I know they had the match last year at. Uh, well, I know they had the match at WrestleMania a year and a half ago, or t- two a year and a half, two and a half years ago, whenever two thousand nineteen. Uh, but then they also fought at uh, Survivor Series last year, right? That was last year, right? Um, yeah, that was last year. But, you know, it wasn't for the titles or anything like that. It was kind of a one-off thing. So I, I feel like, you know, now that you have, you know, you got to establish something for Roman Reigns to fight. I think Drew McIntyre would be a good way. And this is a good way to get bo- bo- booster him into that role. Now, whether they push it towards day one and you can do both because you could have you know one you know you can spread out this feud down the line to you know royal rumble i don't know we'll see i don't know uh but anyway team smackdown drew mcintyre being the lone survivor is my prediction for that match now move on to the women's uh survivor series match uh we got team raw which consists of bianca belair rhea ripley Liv morgan carmella and queen zelina Taking on Team SmackDown, which as of right now is Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Tony Storm, who took Aaliyah's spot, who Sonya Deville kicked off the team because she's friendly with Naomi, 
apparently was was what the reasoning seemed to be as Naomi and uh, Sonya Deville are still having their kind of feud over whatever. Uh, Sonya Deville just doesn't like that uh, Naomi or whatever. Um, but as far as who's going to win, um, I'm going to go with Team Raw and I'm going to say Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan are the survivors. Um, I think they're going to give it to Liv because Liv has is the number one contender. She's got the match coming up with um, with uh, Becky Lynch at some point. I don't know when specifically, but Bianca Belair is still kind of in that equation a little bit. Although they have been teasing Bianca Belair with Dewdrop, so I could see Dewdrop coming out and costing her at some point too. Ooh, that's that's a good call. Maybe I'll switch it up then. So yeah, I could see Dewdrop coming out and causing something to happen and getting Bianca eliminated. Yep, I'm, yep. Now that I talk about it, yep. I'm gonna go with Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Yes, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Hmm. Yeah. Or maybe Queen Zelina. You know what? I'm changing it up. Yeah, I'm gonna go Team Raw. Liv Morgan and Queen Zelina are your, are your survivors. Uh, and then we also have the Champions versus Champions match. Starting things off with the tag team titles. RK Bro, the Raw Tag Team Champions, will take on the Usos, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Uh, they they uh, played it up a little bit this week on Raw as the Usos got involved. Um, and then Riddle came out, um, and then they did, uh, and then uh, eventually our, Randy Orton came out too. Uh, but, um, yeah, so establishing the feuds a little bit. Um, but yeah, so, um, I'm gonna go with the, mm, go with the Usos. So I think they're... They're starting to plant the seeds for the RK Bro breakup, which eventually will lead to a match. Thinking at WrestleMania, I think they'll extend that out to WrestleMania, but we'll see. But they, you know, just, you know, just a little establishing of things there. Um, but we'll see. Uh, then we got the United States Champion Damian Priest taking on Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura, who's got Rick Boogs in his corner. Really no build to this match at all. It's just like, hey, wait, they're both champions. Eh, that should be fun. Throw them out there. Uh, it could be fun. Um, I'm going to say Damian Priest wins this one. Um, and then women's match. Uh, we got, uh, well, yeah. Well, before we get to that, Reggie is still 24-7 champion. He did lose it, and it got bounced around a bunch. Uh, but eventually he got it back. Uh, um, uh, Corey Graves had it at one point. Then uh, Brian Saxton had it. I think uh, Kirijizawa had it at some point. At one point, I feel like someone else had it at one point. Uh, a bunch of people. I think a bunch of people had it. <laughs> um, and then eventually Reggie got it back. Um, so yeah. So there we go. Will he retain? Will he stay champion? Yeah, I think so. I think he'll keep it. All right, moving on. We got the women's uh, champions versus champion match. Got Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion, 
and Charlotte Flair as SmackDown Women's Champion. Of course, they switched belts after they got drafted to the other brands in a kind of um, interesting belt switch, which had a lot of people talking on the internet um, about what happened there because there was, seemed to be some contention. Apparently, then the rumor was they got in a fight backstage, and now they've been going back and forth on interviews and social media, kind of going, you know, um, accusing each other of stuff and uh, causing issues and blah, blah, blah. And then Ric Flair got involved a little bit too as well. So, um, and then he kind of sort of involved Seth Rollins a little bit as well. So we'll see exactly what all that has to do. But I think I think a lot of it's a work. Um, there might have been some a little, little bit of a hostility over something that didn't go quite as planned from the thing. But I think ultimately a lot of what they're hearing and stuff on the internet right now is just building up the match. Um, so, who wins? Charlotte Flair or Becky Lynch? I'm going to go with Becky Lynch to win this. Which brings us to the main event. And if you've noticed, um, in terms of which brand is winning, although, um, you know, that, that doesn't really mean anything in the ultimately... Uh, the Reggie thing aside, it is... I have three to two right now. And the main event is Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion champion from SmackDown, taking on Biggie from Raw as the WWE Champion. Now, they've been doing the Usos and New Day kind of thing. Uh, Kofi got injured and was out this past week, and then they beat up on Xavier pretty good. Now, Xavier Woods is... Speaking of Xavier Woods, I, I, I forgot to mention this in the Games for Greg. G4 is back. G4 is back. Xavier Woods has a show that he's going to be hosting on G4, I guess. Um, um, so, that's interesting stuff. I forget what channel it is. Um, it's 11... It's, it's, it's up there. Uh, but yeah, G4 is back as a, like a regular channel, too. It's also like... On the internet, sort of. It's on Twitch and YouTube, but then it's also a regular channel. Um, and I don't remember what the number was. Well, whatever. Regardless, go check out G4 on my... Just, uh, 1413. <laughs> channel number 1413 on my dial. Which is, I didn't even know that that was a thing that existed. But uh, go check out your local listings if you want to check out G4. It's back. They've been showing a lot of Ninja Warrior. And now they got Unbeatable Banzuki, whatever. I don't know what any of this stuff is. Um, but they've got X-Plays back, Attack of the Show. If you were a fan of G4 back in the day, they got some a lot of the you know old stuff coming back uh, as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, check it out. Cool stuff. I'm just kind of looking to see what they got. No, I'm sorry. And I got distracted. But anyways, Rowan Reigns taking on Big E. Champion versus champion. Um, I gotta go Roman Reigns. I gotta go Roman Reigns. I don't know. I mean, technically lost by disqualification to Xavier Woods. Because of the Usos. But um, I think uh, Roman Reigns is going to win this one. Coming up on uh, 
Ready, which makes it interesting for me because that's three to three. Three for Raw, three for SmackDown. Now I'm guessing they're going to add some more matches. There's only six matches announced. They'll probably do some sort of inter-promotional battle royal for the pre-show and uh, something like that or whatever. Maybe add maybe another match or two. Uh, I don't know. But um, it's always kind of weird because, like, you know, they're trying to establish feuds on the shows, but then they also have to, you know, establish that it's Raw versus SmackDown. But then what? You know, so. And then there's no pay-per-view until January, January 1st. Then there's no December pay-per-view. I mean, there's War Games, but that's NXT. So that's kind of interesting. There's going to be a big bit, a bit of a break uh, in between there. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to do it. Um, Survivor Series hopefully is good coming up on Sunday. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff I forgot to mention and talk about that might might matter. But uh, regardless, um, yeah. Uh, and then Ring of Honor. Oh, but speaking of that, Ring of Honor. I just brought just Jay Lethal left Ring of Honor. Now everyone's leaving Honor Ring of Honor pretty soon because Ring of Honor is going away um, uh, after Final Battle, which I think is December tenth or something like that. Um, hold on, but uh, yeah, they're basically shutting down Ring of Honor for. They say it's temporary. We'll see how temporary it is. They they said they want to be back up and running for uh april by the time wrestlemania rolls around they're planning on having a show at the wrestlemania weekend not you know but they basically said they're gonna release everyone from their contracts and then they're gonna just have people appear um kind of as they want to so they're not gonna really they're not gonna sign people to like exclusive contracts anymore they're just gonna assign people Know, per appearance or something like that or non-exclusive contracts or something along those lines so people are going to be able to go and do whatever else they want to do jay lethal apparently not really wanted to do having to do with that said you know screw it i'm going and he signs with AEW. now that i don't know what that means specifically if he can or can't um do other things for sure but um i'm not sure what his contract looks like with with AEW, but I kind of, kind of, given that he said, "Hey, you know, I'm out of here. I'm not even gonna stick around for Final Battle," um, would give me inkling that he doesn't really want to go back once they're once and if they do come back. Um, but yeah, Final Battle is coming up on December 11th. Okay, December 11th. So we'll talk about that as it gets a little bit closer. Uh, but yeah, Ring of Honor is gonna take a break hiatus after Final Battle. Their plan is to be back in April and kind of with a different structure how they do things we'll see what I, we'll see how that goes and see if it works and see if they're back or if we've seen the last or who knows we'll find out then um i guess that kind of sucks to end on the sour note of ring of honor going away but they're not done yet still got final battle coming up in a couple weeks and we'll talk about that as we get closer uh but yeah so survivor series coming up this weekend um Going to go see Ghostbusters probably tomorrow. Going to Celtics for the first time in a long time. Coming up uh, tomorrow night. Not going tonight. Lakers, Lakers, they're playing Lakers tonight. But uh, got got some decent money for those tickets. So I couldn't turn that down. So I decided uh, I'll, go, I'll go tomorrow for the Thunder. And uh, have a good time then. And not worry about the fact that I could have made some decent cash to pay for the other tickets. Um... I don't know how good this team's going to be. I don't know how much demand there's going to be for tickets going forward. We'll see, though. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. Patriots doing good. Pretty good. Pretty good Patriots. Uh, but, um, yeah. 
I don't know. That's all I got going on. Uh, again, check out the YouTube channel, One Man Running A Podcast on YouTube. Check out Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram at One Man Renegade on Twitter and Instagram and, and One Man Renegade Podcast on Facebook. Uh, subscribe, like, share, all that stuff on the YouTube channel, but also um, on Amazon, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and go check out the blog com. All that stuff. Have a great weekend. Um, enjoy the rest of your Friday and Saturday or whatever you're listening to this and your weekend Survivor Series coming up this Sunday night and uh, enjoy football this weekend and all the other sports that are going on and congratulations again to the Braves that won the World Series and hopefully the Red Sox can get back there next year and uh, that's going to do it thank you everyone for listening stay safe have fun we'll talk to you next time 